Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through verse 30. And we'll read this for the second time. God has spoken once, but twice we will hear it. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened everyone's bands were loosed and the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open he drew out his sword tried to kill himself because he considered that all the prisoners had fled but Paul cried out with a loud voice stop do yourself no harm we're all still here verse 29 then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, hey man, what must I do to be saved? Tonight I'll be sharing the message, Night Vision Part 2. Last night I had a dialogue with you about the apostolic missional journey of Apostle Paul. We talked about the problematic text where although Paul is a defender of the new covenant, not making us feel like we have to work to be saved, still yet he turned uh, to his mentee and his spiritual son, Timothy, and says, hey, Timothy, you need to be cut on. You already saved, but you still need to be circumcised. It wasn't about salvation. It was about assignment and how very quickly, as soon as he healed, they continued on their way to fulfill the call in the ministry. We, we talked about last night how although they were going everywhere preaching and everywhere ministry, they got ready to go to Asia and the Holy Ghost said, don't go. And as we studied, there's no real explanation. I mean, Apostle Paul eventually goes to Asia Minor, but not this time. And there are moments in your life and there are moments in your ministry where you've got to obey God without understanding. Understanding is not necessary in following Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not, come on, to thy own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path see a lot of us are missing God moments because we're waiting for clarity yes it's not clarity and then I'll obey it's obey and he'll give you clarity there are moments in your life you got to trust God for what he may explain later I said what he may explain now some of us there are moments God says don't go and we don't know why but we've had to trust the voice of God without revelation. Yeah. yeah, he eventually goes. But tell your neighbor, God said, not yet. Not yet. May we hear the voice of Jesus when he looks at his mother and says, my time is not yet. Right? Yeah. Come on, perform a miracle. He says, my time. We don't understand that because we are a generation of instant gratification. You know why? Because we are postured strongly prophetic. Yeah. 
No, no, we're very prophetic. Whether you know that, you don't have to have the office of the prophet. You don't have to have the gift of prophecy. But the Bible says, in the last days, said God, I will pour out my spirit upon, come on, all flesh, your sons and your, let me hear the sound of the daughters. God is raising up daughters alongside with the sons. The only challenge with the prophetic and we who are very prophetic is that sometimes you will see something and when you see it and when you dream it and when you feel it, you see it right up on you. It can sometimes be misleading because God will lure you in with the prophecy and drop you off into a process. And that process can look like nothing like what God showed you or promised you. Somebody lift up your hands and say, Lord, help me endure the process. As a matter of fact, some of you don't need a prophecy and you don't want to hear another promise because you're in a place right now because of what you heard. Not yet. Oh, no, 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 not, not, not yet. I don't even have to explain it to you. Just obey me. <laughs> They're going into this missional journey of, of ministering and they run into a, a strong businesswoman. And last night we talked about the grace and the anointing for the marketplace. Listen, when we get that revelation, we will stop having so much contention in the church when we realize that ministry goes beyond Sunday's church service. There's so much tension in our church culture. It's because some people's revelation of the fivefold ministry is limited to a microphone and a podium. But there's some people in this room that says, I don't ever have to stand here to walk out my assignment. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know you're anointed, but we're not just anointed for the temple. We got to be anointed for the marketplace. When real revival takes place in the body of Christ, no church building we be able to handle it. When the real prophets stand up, we're going to find you on aisle 10 at the Walmart in Spartanburg. Y'all not. So when the real anointing shows up, we're going to see God flipping whole apartment complexes. Tell your neighbor, I don't need a microphone. God gave me a voice. See, the only people who have to fight for a timeline attention is because they don't have a voice. So they're ministering to Lydia, who is a woman of great importance, great influence. When they minister to her, they're not ministering to masses. They're ministering to an individual. Look at somebody, tell them all it takes is one. What if Jesus would have dismissed the woman at the well? See, many of us don't feel like we can minister effectively until we have a whole audience. But you better learn how to serve the person who's in front of you. Hallelujah. All it takes is one for a whole family to come to Jesus. All it takes is one. If you're a school teacher, do not look at that as a job. Don't look at that as a career move. That's an assignment. If you're working in a daycare, let that one five-year-old baby get saved and watch God use that baby to bring a whole generation of a family to God. Scream at somebody, tell them, serve what's in front of you. I know you, this is not what you went to school for, but if God got you here, if God got you in this position, if God got you in this place, it's because there's an assignment attached to it. 
Scream at somebody, tell them, don't miss the assignment. They're ministering to Lydia, and I want to release this in the room. And Enoch, I want you to represent our church. Will you do that? Sister uh, Atkinson, I want you to represent our church. Will you do that? I need everybody in this room to represent your church, represent your family. I'm going to release this prophetic word, okay? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The woman, Lydia, is a businesswoman. Apostle Paul has a ministry assignment that comes with a financial weight. It's not the masses, hallelujah, that provided for the vision. God used one woman. I'm speaking in this room that God is about to bring one person into your life that's going to meet the need for the next phase of the vision for your church. I want you, I want you to praise God because they're coming through the doors. I want you to praise God. You looking at the masses. God says, I'm raising up a person. My God. I need you to run over to somebody and tell them it don't take but one. I don't care how many people walked out. Sometime God will dismiss one to bring in the right one. Go to your seat and tell somebody they're on the way. They're on the way. All it takes is one. One check. All it takes is one. one. Ah, all it takes is one. All, I said, all it takes is one. Ain't nobody got a monopoly on God. All it takes is one. They may not look like you. They may not shout like you. All it takes is one. And I'm not asking no details about where they came, where they brought it from. All I'm saying is that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. I need about 75 of you in here to shout because there's a transaction that's about to take place. Your praise is coming back in currency. Your praise is coming back in currency. Small praise, small miracle. Ridiculous praise, ridiculous miracle. Oh, all it takes is one. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. Every time you praise, you're opening up a door. You're giving God access to send somebody in the room. Y'all be seated. This is why you got to be very careful how you handle people. Because you don't know who God is going to use. Vision comes from God. But provision comes from people. No, no. Yes, God. God gave it to me. But the truth is, God used somebody. No, no, really. God used somebody. God is going to open up the windows of heaven. And pour you out of what? A blessing you will have room enough to receive. That ain't money. That ain't cars. That ain't a building. That's not merch, more merchandise for your business. Come on, be honest with me. When was the last time you patriotized and you gave your offering and you went outside and a whole load of money just start coming out of the clouds of heaven? It ain't never happened. I've never seen it. I've been giving my tithes since I was a child. If, if God drops a car out of heaven, that thing going to depreciate value before it even hit the ground. The vision came from heaven, but the provision is coming from the earth. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. What? Press. Have you ever opened up a bag of potato chips and got tricked? Yeah. That whole big bag. 
ain't but a little bit of potato chips. But God said, I ain't going to trick you. Hallelujah. It's going to be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give it to your bosom? I need you to go to three people and tell them somebody is looking for you. Somebody is looking. Somebody got your money. Somebody got your contract. Somebody got your house. You mad because it ain't happening. But God says, I'm letting them upgrade the appliances before I release it to you. They are upgrading the appliances for you. They're changing the hardware on the cabinets. And you sitting in your feelings and won't praise God because you ain't got it yet. Oh, manananamosha. Y'all be seated, y'all. Y'all making me a little nervous. Y'all be seated. All it takes is one. I don't want you to scream the whole night. You need to save your voice. But just look over to somebody and whisper to them and tell them, and I just might be the one. God, I ain't going to tell all my business. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I ain't telling all my business. But I'm about to come into something. Come on, go ahead, y'all. I'm about to come into something. And my tithing alone is going to shift the economic status of my church. Oh, tell somebody, I pay my tithe. At my tender, I'm believing God for somebody in this room. That God is going to bless you in such a way that you're going to live off the tithe and you're going to be able to sow the 90. Oh, God. Amen. And so what happened was, what had happened was, the one woman, Lydia, a very, a very lucrative businesswoman, came into the ministry. And then they said, we want our way to prayer. And you remember last night, all of a sudden, this woman came up behind them and started saying about how anointed they were. And then Paul turned around and called a demon out of her because she was saying the right thing with the wrong motives. Because you got to be careful about letting people build you up. Oh, I just love you. You so anointed. You my pastor. You my BFF. You let people when you let people raise you up like that. When people clap for me, most of the time I don't even look and see who's clapping. It's not that I'm not grateful. It's not that I don't appreciate your honor. It's that I can't afford to get drunk off of it. Because if people are the ones that lift you up, when they get jealous of you, they will drop you down. Don't you know there's some people in your life right now, I ain't going to get in your business, and I'm not going to call out who it is, but don't you know you got some people in your life right now that the only reason why they can handle you right now is because you all are still on the same level. As long as you stay where I am, I'm good with you. But if you ever rise up, some of you, as long as you're struggling, they good with you. But if God ever opened a door for you, 
it will I thought you know who your real friends are when you're struggling no 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 you know who your real friends are when God starts prospering you people start acting strange they start acting funny but tell somebody I will not apologize I suffer I know what it is to struggle I didn't did that I got the t-shirt I ain't, I ain't gonna do it just to make you feel good I need you to test this out. I want you to tell somebody on your own. Tell them, I want to see you blessed. Tell them, I'm not jealous of you. I want you to have everything God has for you. Go ahead. Go ahead and praise God for what he's about to do for your neighbor. Praise him for what he's about to do for your neighbor. If ain't nobody shouting for you, they exposing themselves. Shout. Don't shout for you. Shout for what God is. you would be crazy to be jealous of your neighbor just because God decided to do it for them you tell me if God is blessing somebody on my road and they testifying about the goodness of God I would be crazy to get an attitude you understand what I'm saying it's, it's just like this if I'm right here and God come here James give me my pressure if I'm standing right here and we've been singing together all night we've been shouting together all night and all of a sudden God just dropped it on me and I said hey it just hit my account hey God just healed my body you would be crazy to stand there and be like for real for real I mean I ain't mad or nothing but I've been serving too I've been shouting too See, somebody of revelation, when they see it hit me, they start shouting because that means it's in the neighborhood. If you my neighbor, that means somebody shout, it's in the neighborhood. Everybody in the neighborhood should start shouting because it's in the, it's in the neighborhood. It's in the neighborhood. It's in the neighborhood. It's in the neighborhood. What came to me is coming to you. Shut up. Oh, I feel him in the neighborhood. I feel him. No, 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 I feel him in the neighborhood. I feel him. No, 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 If you're watching online, he's on the online neighborhood. Tell somebody in your session, tell him he's over here. He's in the neighborhood. Y'all be seated. I'm running out of time. Why y'all still standing up?
I'm gonna, I need to move real quickly. But, uh, I don't, hey, man of God, with that hat on that said love or something, uh, I know you're working, but I need you to do, can you come out of that booth just for one second? Y'all cover him. Yeah. Uh, man of God you went through a season of your life that could have robbed you of your faith but I hear the Lord says to tell you tonight that when you just do this simple act of leaping God says the layers of the last three years are coming off of you some of the battles you had you're conquering those demons not just for you but for your whole bloodline start leaping now stop help him help him help him of trauma is coming off of us tonight. Three years of trauma. It's for the house. It's for the house. It's for the house. It's for the house. God bless you. It's for the house. On the way to his seat, somebody tell him it's for the house. It's for the house. I don't have a night three, so I gotta finish night vision, all right? Um, he rebuked the devil out of her because, y'all be seated, be seated, be seated. Why, what was the devil's, what was the devil's intention? This was the devil's intention. He was, his attempt was to gain affirmation by proximity to the apostle so he would then have access to the apostles, to the apostles' influence. See, some people, see, in order for the enemy to assassinate your character, you must first give him access to your company. That's what the spirit of assassination does. Spirit of assassination must be close enough to you to know your pattern. And what the enemy would do, you give because they, get, they compliment you and they put a few dollars in your pocket and you give them access. And then when they decide that they're going to assassinate your character, People will easily believe it because you gave them a space in your life. Well, I did see they used to hang with you. This is why the Bible says this. Lay hands on no man suddenly. That ain't talking about in the name of Jesus be healed. No, no. It means be careful about elevating people in your life too quickly. 
some of y'all get best friends so quickly and they my sister and they my brother from another mother and y'all haven't endured a season together yet. The Bible says you're going to know them by the fruit they bear and sometimes it takes more than 30 days to watch and see what kind of fruit they're going to produce. I want to see before I call, before I can really call you my best friend, we need to fall out first. Let, let us fall out and let me see if you're going to tell the small secret I told you. Because if we were friends for real, even if we're not speaking, I'm still not telling your business. I don't gain nothing trying to destroy you. So when it, when they cast the demon out the girl, then she lost the gift. She can't she can't prophesy. She can't fortune tell. It tells us that some of these people who are saying the right thing is coming from the wrong source. You going you going to people. See, I'm from the old school, so some things just say it's cultural and and uh, don't pay attention to me, okay? But just jot it down just in case it's right. I'm old-fashioned. I still, there are certain movies I still will not watch. I know some of y'all like horror movies before you go to bed. I don't do that stuff. I've seen too much in real life. I still believe in portals and breaches and spiritual windows. I don't play with no Ouija boards. The devil is a liar. I don't eat, I don't tolerate horoscopes. Ain't no such a thing as Virgo season. I will not be dictated by the stars. The stars announce his glory, not my future. And what you believe you come subject to. I don't play with that stuff. I don't, for real, I don't play, I don't, I don't, I don't play with that stuff. I don't mock myself by that witchcraft. Well, you know, some of it is true. Yeah. You go sit with somebody in your grief and get them to call up your grandmother. You do that. I promise you it's not your grandmother. It's a familiar spirit. A, a spirit of imitation. We don't preach about this stuff. We got to make out. We got to make this generation aware that everything is spiritual is not godly. Get some of that jewelry off of you with that sorcery symbols. That third eye. I got to cry loud and spare not because some of us, there was a generation before us opened up a portal and we still trying to close it. Went to root workers. Oh, I know you don't believe in it, but I didn't sing too much. I didn't sing too much. That's why you woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't move and couldn't talk. Scientists call it a sleep paralysis, but in the realm of the spirit, as a demon with his foot on your chest. As much as I love music, I love music. I love all kinds. I'm a 90s kind of R&B person. Now don't y'all fight, man. Now don't y'all fight. I like Jodeci and I like, I like Brandy. Oh, oh yes I do. I like all that music. But before I go to bed, ain't no, Brandy's not taking me to bed. Y'all not saying to me. Oh my, heavy D and so for real is not taking me to bed. I need something holy to set the atmosphere. 
I don't go to sleep with the TV on because some of those commercials, oh my God. Somebody shout, close the breach, close the breach. Amen, amen. We give God praise tonight. We give God praise. So what happens? She lost her ability. So the people who owned her got mad. Because some people will only tolerate you as long as you allow them to use you. When you start setting boundaries... When you start saying a cuss word called no. When you say, I'm not going to be able to make it. I actually can't bail you out this time. Then people will reveal themselves. And the Bible said, so because he did this and delivered the girl, as long as he was just teaching, and baptizing and evangelizing, they were good. But when deliverance started taking place, and this is why if you really love your pastor, you should be a real armor bearer. And an armor bearer is not about somebody walking in with them carrying their bags and stuff. I'm talking about when the Lord drops them in your spirit, you get up in the doorway of your tent. If you don't trust somebody close to them, you don't need a meeting with them. Get on your knees and pray. Because whoever is not right to be in, um, close to them, God will remove it in prayer. We don't need your discussions. We don't need your prophetic emails. We got too much coming at us. This is why I cover them. This is why I cover them in prayer. Because when you start working in deliverance, as long as you're just having good song services and saying good lessons, the enemy won't really mess with you. But when you start casting out demons... When addicts start getting sober, when people who are cohabiting start telling people, get your clothes out because I go to the purpose place now and I don't feel comfortable with this anymore. When you start making decisions, because that's really what deliverance is. See, when I talk about deliverance, y'all waiting for people to throw up. And y'all waiting for somebody to climb up the wall. No, no, no. You know what? You know a manifestation of deliverance is when you start making decisions. Tell your neighbor, that's how you get delivered. When you start making decisions. Because you can roll in the floor and still go back into bed with somebody you're not married to. The enemy got mad. And when the enemy, when the enemy got mad, they said, we're going to throw them in jail. So what they did, they started falsely accusing them. They start getting falsely accused because when people can't control you, they will try to control how people see you. Well, I know some things, but I'm not going to go into any details. You got to be careful about letting people sow seeds on you. No, don't, don't come with me with no nuances about where I serve and where I go to church. You ain't got to go over here, but you're not going to put your mouth on the place that God used to save my life. I was through with church until they opened the doors over here.
come on I was through I won't do in church no more so talk about your mama but don't you talk about my church I cut your ear off I'm telling now I'm for real I'm for real I'll apologize later and ask God to raise you up I need you to tell somebody I'm too much of a Peter to ever be a Judas So what do you do when people falsely accuse you? The best way to defend your character is to maintain it. One of the hardest things you're going to ever have to do, one of the hardest things you're going to ever have to do is not defend yourself. That ain't weakness. It takes a strong person to go like us. Come on, anybody ever had to coach yourself like, uh, mm. There was an apartment building in New York that within 15 minutes, the whole building burned down to the ground. The fire started in one apartment. And the fire chief, after analyzing the fire, said that when that one apartment caught on fire, it would have slowed down the process and maybe kept the whole building from burning down if when the person ran out of their apartment, they would have shut the door. Because when you give oxygen to flames, it causes fires to spread. Oh my God. Tell your neighbor, shut the door. Everybody don't need to be in your business. Everybody don't need to know what's going on in your marriage. You ain't got to wear every pain on your face. Shut the door. You on Facebook talking about people kill me when they try. Listen. Shut the door. <laughs> See, church people, you are church people. What are you talking about? Just shut the door. And so what happened? They got falsely accused. Then they got beat up. Then they got thrown into jail. And when we read these texts, they'd be like, what's your name, man? What's your name? Norman, okay. I didn't know your name was going to be Norman, but thank you. Norman. So we read this text, right? It's historical text, right? They get falsely accused. They was preaching, deliverance ministry. They get falsely accused. Then they get beat up. Then they get thrown into jail. And we read that like, wow. No, but look, they are men of God. They get falsely accused. They get beat up. Then they get thrown into jail. And this is the part that we don't think about, or if we do think about it, we don't talk about it. And God let them. You know why some of us can't worship as freely as we should? Because we still wrapping our minds around the fact that there's some things that happen in our lives that God let happen. Now, out of all the times I was at the club, none of the stuff happened. Out of all the time, y'all, oh, y'all talk to me in here. Out of all the times I was high, none. Now, I didn't made up in my mind I'm gonna obey God. And God let it happen. He didn't defend me. He didn't let them die while they was lying on me. He let them beat me and put me in jail. 
tell your neighbor, God, let it happen. And that's why you haven't worshipped God until you worshipped God and was disappointed at the same time. You have not really worshipped God until you've had to worship at the casket of somebody that God could have saved and he chose not to. You haven't worshipped God until there have been tears coming down your face, locked under your jaw, and you have to look up to heaven and say, though you slay me, though you're killing me, yet will I trust you. Tell somebody, I'm still wrapping my mind around the fact that God let it happen. Because I thought, I thought if I obey God, then things going to work out. I thought if I obey God, I wouldn't go through this. No, 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 no. He says, if you suffer with me, you're, oh, come on. We got to bring, bring this teaching into this generation because we have an unhealthy relationship with suffering. We got an unhealthy theolo- theology when it comes to suffering. Come over here and get saved and God going to give you a husband. Come over here and get saved and you're going to be a millionaire. Everybody will not be a millionaire. But everybody will be wealthy. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And some of us will get sick for a testimony that God is a healer. And by faith, some will get sick believing God to be a healer and will dance at their funeral. And if you don't have a proper theology, you're going to think that God is not who God says he is. Sometime obeying God will lead you into one of the hardest seasons of your life. Sometime obeying God will lead you into a den of betrayal to people you have served, people you've helped, people you've loved. And it will make you wonder did you make the wrong decision? I need you to tell somebody give them eye contact tell them just because this is hard does not mean it's not God it does not mean God didn't call you to do it just because it's hard so you know what they do they throw them they throw them in the fire they throw them in the house because of the fiery furnace that happens too but they throw them in prison and when they get in prison you know what happened they said I can't believe God did this to us. Oh, but that ain't what happened? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I was reading my own version. You tell me after all, I gave the seed offering. I've been serving in church. That ain't what they did, but that's what we do. As soon as something bad happens, our whole countenance shifts. Just because when God stopped acting like a sugar daddy to us, I mean, if this is real, I mean, why? You're not faithful until you've been have, you have had to be faithful to a silent God. Don't y'all leave me out here. Is there anybody in this room you've had to worship God with questions? People got the misunderstanding. They think because we worship so passionately that means we understand everything. No, no. Sometimes I'm worshiping between Malachi and Matthew and God ain't saying nothing. And he's, he's, uh, they, they, they're in the, in, the, in the prison and they should be mad. 
And the Bible said they just start singing. In pain. They just got beat up. In pain. And singing through the pain. Woo. They praising through the pain. You have to realize praise is an, is, is an action of your will. You can't wait to feel it. David says, I will bless the Lord. I want to help some of you who came from a conservative background or no church background at all. Stop waiting for the Holy Ghost to hit you before you praise. That's not how this works. If the Holy Ghost hits you, it's going to kill you. The last time the Holy Ghost hit somebody in the Bible was Ananias and Sapphira. The Holy Ghost don't hit you. You make a decision to praise it. Now the Holy Ghost will get up under you and help you. But he ain't going to force you. I will bless the Lord. How many times? So, uh, night vision. <laughs> what happens is, they started praying and singing praises to God. It, and it, listen, it don't even say they were saying, Lord, get us out. <laughs> they just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for counting us worthy for this assignment. I want us to shift our posture, saints. Thank you for trusting me. See, everybody want to be trusted with an anointing. But some of us have been trusted with trouble. Tell your neighbor, God trusted you with this. God trusted you with that crazy family of yours. God trusted you with those kids. God trusted. And you trying to get out of it and God is bragging on you. Oh, you can handle it. Hallelujah. Oh, you can. Oh, I got you in this because you can handle it. And, and, and so what happens, they didn't even ask to get out of it. And God sent an earthquake. And uh, the Bible says, come on, uh, the, 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 the screen people, will y'all help me if y'all ain't fell out in the spirit? Will y'all write the, put this verse on the screen. Verse 26. Verse 26. Acts chapter 16, verse 26. And suddenly, there came a what? Great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately what? Immediately what? All the doors were opened. And what? Everyone's bands were loose. Go back to verse 25. Look at verse 25. And at midnight, what happened? Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Go to verse 26. And immediately, what? All the doors were open. And what? Everyone's bands were loose. Go back to verse 25. Verse 25. Who prayed and sang praises? Paul inside. Verse 26. Whose doors came open? Everybody's doors. All it takes is two of you to praise. All it takes is two of you to praise. And everybody... Somebody shout for your family because all the doors are coming open. Somebody shout yeah. Shout yeah. Yeah. 
Jimmy. Norman. So we shouted about God sent an earthquake. Every man's bands were loose. But the next verse is problematic for me. Verse 27. Verse 27. Keep up the prisoner waking out of his sleep. Seeing that prison doors were open and drew out his sword. Got ready to kill himself supposing that everybody was gone. Verse 28. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, don't kill yourself. Why? Hold on. Hold on. God sent the earthquake and y'all didn't run because the earthquake was never about your freedom Paul and Silas was already free I need you to scream and somebody tell them God has me here for somebody you calling your job prison God can put you in any company God can give you any job God got you here stop calling Greenville a prison stop calling Spartanburg a prison scream at somebody tell them this is my assignment ain't nothing in Spartanburg yes your assignment Why y'all still here? God got me here. All right, let's look at it. And I'm wrapping up now. Let's look at it. Verse 25 says, what time of day was it? Verse 25. It was what? Midnight. There ain't no street lights. There ain't no electricity. Verse 27. The prisoner woke up and said, everybody's gone. So he got ready to kill himself. And Paul says, don't do yourself no harm. We are all here. Hold on. Hold on. It's midnight. Keeping up the prison, he's going to kill himself. Because he said, hold on. If these prison doors are open, I'm going to end up getting tortured by the Roman government because these people got away. So I might as well kill myself Paul said in verse 28 do yourself no harm why we are all here read verse 29 then he called verse 25 said it's midnight verse 27 the keeper of the prisoner got ready to kill himself Paul says don't do it we're all here and the next verse says he called for a light then he called for a light. My question is, how did Paul know he was about to keep kill himself? Paul had night vision. I need you to tell your neighbor, I'm seeing in the dark. I'm going through a night season, but I'm picking up stuff in the spirit. I'm going through a hard season, but tell somebody, I'm seeing in the dark. I got night vision. Let me tell you, because when you start, if you don't have night vision, you start picking up stuff that don't go with your whole outfit. 
I've been living in and out of my suitcase, running, 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 running. And so when I woke up early uh, yesterday morning before I came here, I was packing. But because when I wake up real early and I ain't had much sleep, I don't cut all the lights on quickly. It's lamps at first. I got to adjust. Don't, don't come in my room and turn all the bright lights on. I got to, you got to do this thing slowly. So I was packing and I, my outfit, my preaching outfit is very simple. God, God won't let me be elaborate. I'm, most of the time I'm just wearing the same thing over and over. So I need the right socks. And in my mind, I chose the right socks until I got here and realized that when you're packing in the dark, and you don't have night vision you put on stuff that look like it goes but it don't match your whole outfit i need you i need you to tell somebody you got to be able to see in the dark because tell them without night vision you take on stuff that don't belong to you without night vision you're not matching the season you're in I, i'm closing I'm closing now, but, but hear me. I want to, the Lord gave me something to say to somebody in this room. Uh, you can't wait for things to be perfect before you start operating. You can't wait for the light to come on before you start seeing. You got to see in the dark. Darkness may be the absence of light, but it is not the absence of God. God does some of his greatest work in darkness. If you don't believe me, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. And the earth was without form and void. And the spirit of the Lord moved across the face of the waters and the deep and the darkness. God shows up in, in darkness. Now listen, if you waste the night season. When the lights come on, you will be behind. The Lord is trying to tell me to tell somebody tonight, you're going through a rough season and you're shutting all the way down. Waiting for the night to pass. No, I know. And, and, and I'm telling you, I'm not judging you because I know what it is for stuff to happen in your life. And it just paralyzes you. I know what it is to fight depression. I know what it is to have anxiety in your heart. Feel like it's going to jump out of your chest. I'm not telling you to ignore it. And I'm not telling you to not to have a moment. But don't cry so long that you lose the strength to recover. As a matter of fact, the very people you need to be around may be the people you're dodging. You around people that's telling you, oh, I know I can't believe they did you like that. I can't believe he broke your heart like that. I can't believe the church people did you like that. Baby, life be happening. Life be lifing. You need somebody to go say, okay, all right. All right. You got it out. Now you need to get up. Take a shower. Come on. Come on. Come on. Put you some makeup on. Come on. But come, come on, you're going to get out of this house. We're going out tonight. No, oh no, no, you're going to church. But they're going to be there. Oh well, we're going for God. You got you to gotta see through the night. Because maybe what you're going through ain't even about you. 
Maybe somewhere in your yes, Lord, and whatever you want, God, this could be that thing that you ask for and don't even realize it. I mean, he was there for the soldier. You know why I know? Because when that man found out they were still there, the earthquake was announcing God. It wasn't about Paul and Silas's freedom. I'm going to prove it to you. You got to read the rest of the text. The Bible said, he said, what must I do to be saved? What must and Paul said, believe on the Lord. And you better, you're going to be glad you took the night shift because you and your whole house going to be safe. Oh, no, 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 This is for somebody's whole house being saved. Brother in the suit, will you come here right quick? Come up here right quick. Come on up here right quick. And you know what happened next? The whole family got baptized and saved. And then the soldier said, I'm sorry for what we, they did. I'm sorry for how we beat you up. Don't let unforgiveness turn into bitterness that you miss your assignment. Because unforgiveness, when it turns into bitterness, is like you drinking poison waiting for somebody else to die. You can't wait for people to apologize before you serve them again. That's in your marriage. That's with your children. That's in ministry. I ain't saying nothing to them until they apologize. Uh Uh-uh. You got to be close enough to people where they can't hurt you. But distant enough that it won't be fatal. We, I'm sorry and so after he cleaned up Paul and Silas's bruises Paul looked at him and said okay now take us back because you're going to lose your life if we're not in place in the morning I'm a prisoner Woo! to the assignment Sometimes it's killing me, but I'm a prisoner to the assignment. I didn't choose this. God chose this way. I'm a prisoner to the assignment. And I'm in a season of my life where I'm in a season of my life where God is adjusting my vision. God is adjusting. God is adjusting. He's adjusting my vision. I'm going to give you a reason to worship here. From Adam to Jesus is 4,000 years. From Jesus to us is over 2,000 years. So the timeline from Adam to us is over 6,000 years. The Bible says one day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is what? One day. So if from Adam to Jesus is 4,000 years, that's four days. I need to say this. I couldn't say this last night. That's why God wouldn't let me finish it tonight. It's for tonight. 
last night. It's for tonight. From Jesus to us is over 2,000 years. So that's over what? Two days. So that means from Adam to us is 6,000 years. So that means it's over six days. You could have been born at any time in history. There are times I wish I was born in the days of Jesus because I didn't get to see him. But consider maybe we're about to see him. Because if it's six days, we could be the generation that God is about to complete a week with. Oh, I want to see him just to look upon his face. There to sing forever upon his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares are past. Home at last. said bishop you tell me we're coming into the seventh day this don't look like it you know why you don't think it looks like it because you're thinking about our day and our day you know when the day starts when the sun comes up but in the scriptures it says the evening and the morning will be the first day when Jews reverence the Sabbath, the Sabbath doesn't take place on Saturday morning. The Sabbath starts on Friday night. In other words, your new day starts in darkness. Some of you, you saying, God, this ain't what, what I, I shouted for. This ain't what I prayed for. Lift up your hands because this is the introduction of a new day. Come on. This is introduction. All over this place, I want you to fill this room with words of adoration to our God. He's strengthening you for the assignment. Come on, He's strengthening you. This is revival. He's strengthening you for the assignment. The Lord says He's going to let you catch your breath, but He's not going to let you resign. He's going to let you catch your breath, but He's not going to let you quit. Do it anyway. With tears coming down your face, do it anyway. With questions, do it anyway. With struggles, do it anyway. Okay, this is what I want to do because I can't pray for everybody in this room. But this is what I want to do. There's a Scottish author that says. Be kind to everybody because everyone is fighting battles you don't know about. And now, I don't know what uh, y'all call it down here in, um, in Spartanburg, but in the small town I came from, if you went to start your car in the wintertime and it didn't start or we said didn't crank, they said, go find somebody that got some, uh, I don't know what y'all call We call them jumper cables. Oh, y'all do And what you had to do, you had to add, put one on the negative charge. Put one on a positive charge. And the one that got the power pushed down on the gas. I want you to, this is what I want you to do. I want you to face somebody in the Holy Ghost. Face them, face them like the mercy seat where the glory came down. 
And if you feel comfortable, just put your hand on their shoulder tonight. Now when I count to three, I want you to start praying strength to their strength and start praying in the Holy Ghost because somebody is in a night season and it's a, it's a sensitive time where somebody may be in their feelings that they're going to mess up their fate. They're going to walk away from their assignment and just because you're strong don't mean you don't need strength. When I count to three, I want you to start praying in the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray like somebody's household salvation depends on it. I want you to pray until God gives a second wind. I'm calling strength to every prophet, every evangelist, every apostle, every pastor, every teacher, every head of household, every school teacher, every entrepreneur. Go ahead and start. We don't need no countdown. Start praying now. I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that God will stir in your belly every gift that's laying dormant. I'm asking God in the name of Jesus that he will blow you like a trumpet. Hallelujah that there will be such a prophetic win I know you're tired but I'm praying strength to you hey, 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 hey. I know it's been heavy but I'm asking God to strengthen your shoulders oh you've been a beast of burden but I decree and declare right now there's a second win coming to the believer yeah, no, 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 no. come on press in press in press in I come against every spirit of suicide oh, my, 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 my. Every spirit of suicidal ideations. Everybody who's been dealing with sleep paralysis. Come on, I need y'all to press through. Somebody who's been fighting the spirit of depression and the spirit of heaviness. The person who's been battling anxiety. Whoa, 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 whoa. The person who's been dealing with anxiety. Shut up. Hey, 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 hey. Rabbi Kisha. I come against the person who's been dealing with being bipolar. He kicked emotion. And the fear that you're you're dealing with the same thing that your mother dealt with. I hear that in the Holy Ghost. Somebody has fear that you're dealing with the same thing that your mother dealt with. But right now I break the back of the enemy. Come on. Go war. Go war. Go to war. Go to war. Go to war for the person you're touching. Because they may be tired of fighting by themselves. But get in the match with them. Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But we, we trust in the name of the Lord. I push back. Come on, push it back. I push back the enemy of your anointing. I push back the enemy of your soul. I push back every spirit of opposition, every adversary. Night vision be your portion. 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 Night vision be your I need everybody in this room while you're touching that person. Open up your mouth and blow your shofar. Blow your shofar. Blow your Oh, I feel the Lord. I need you to get out of your seat. 
and go to everybody you can touch and tell them it ends well. Tell them it ends well. You're going through a night season, but it ends well. Weep in May, but joy will. Weep in May, but joy will. It ends well. If I could just make it through the night. If I could just make it through the night. If I could just push through this season. If I could just get through this depression. If I could push through this anxiety. It ends well. It ends well. It ends well. Cry if you have to. Scream if you have to. Jump if you have to. But whatever you do, scream at somebody tell them you better not quit. You're closer than you ever been before. Tell somebody you better not quit. Come on, tell somebody you closer than you ever been before. You be- I would have fainted. Unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Scream at somebody, tell them, cancel the funeral. Cancel the funeral. Been thinking about dying, cancel that. Dreaming about death, cancel that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak this and I need somebody to come in agreement with me. I want you to touch everybody's shoulder on your row. I need you to come in agreement. That thing was serious. Did you tell me right in church somebody can be dealing with suicide? And some of us, we may not have even considered committing suicide because we were too scared of God. But you have to think about how many of us went through such a nice season that we went to bed and we said, God, if you really love me, let me die in my sleep. See, some, of y'all, some of y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. There's some people in this room, you know what it is to be driving down the road and the devil talked to you and said, just drive off. The devil been talking. That's why if the saints get quiet, it gives the enemy an opportunity and a voice. Tell your neighbor, whatever you do, don't stop talking. Don't stop talking. why somebody's touching you you feel the hand of God you are not in this by yourself you are not oh I feel I hear a glory I hear a glory coming out of this room I want you to help me in this room while you're touching oh Now listen, I don't believe no demons can operate in this atmosphere comfortably. But he will wait outside. 
And if you battle with something so long that even when you get delivered from it, if it breaks you enough that even when it's off of you, you'll still be postured as though it's still there. So tonight, not only are we going to cast the enemy out, we're going to remove his impression. Because some of you are delivered, but you still got the residue on you. See, trauma means it's not happening anymore, but you're still carrying the symptoms as though it's still happening. Tell your neighbor, God is about to deliver you from the trauma. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I want you to speak this out of your mouth with authority. And when you speak this out of your mouth with authority, there's a wind of God that's going to come down your road. Now, let me tell you, in other times, I would say, we all got to get on one accord. Everybody get on one accord. I'm not going to say that tonight. If I could just find two people on every row, look it up and down. You'll tell them, everybody ain't got to do this. But tell them, I need one more person to go with me. Tell them somebody's family is on the line. When you say this, now this is going to be a bold statement. But I need somebody to say it in faith. When you say this, I want you to come behind it with a sound. Not tell you a wind of God or hit this house. Because some of you are coming back into your prophetic authority. Y'all ready? Are you ready? Shout, I'm ready. And I want you to look at the people on your row. Tell them, on this row, I declare there will be no premature death. No heart attacks, no strokes, no car accidents, no. No, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I pray that you are blessed by the message today. And if you want to continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and even more gospel messages, I encourage you to follow our YouTube channel or subscribe to our podcast. And today we want to give you an opportunity to partner what we're doing domestically here at our local church and what we're doing all over the world. There are ways to give. And remember, when you sow, that seed may leave your hand, but it'll never leave your life. The Bible declares to us that when we sow, seeds are connected to harvest. Well, I want you to remember that I know what it feels like to cry until you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up and keep going.